Garage Guys NASCAR podcast is brought to you by Hooters. That's right. Hooters is for race day. Hooters is for garage guys. We all know this. And right now, if you download the Hooters app or go to order.hooters.com and use promo code garage guys, you're going to save $10 on any $30 or more to go order. That offer is valid at participating locations for delivery and carry out orders $30 or more. And use promo code garage guys while dining in just by telling your Hooters waitress about promo code garage guys to save you $10 on any $40 plus dine in order valid at HOA locations for food, non-alcoholic beverages and merchandise. Enjoy your Hooters and enjoy the garage guys NASCAR podcast. It's the garage guys NASCAR podcast. It is the off week of NASCAR racing. Isn't over though. There is IndyCar this weekend. Thank God for that. But we just got done with Sonoma. We just got done watching Martin Truex Jr. get his fourth Sonoma victory. We just got done, you know, with Le Mans, with the Garage 56 car. Jimmy Johnson didn't stay in France. Lots to unpack, lots to unfold here on the Garage Guys NASCAR podcast. Before we do get started, I do want to say the Garage Guys report episode four is out right now on youtube if you consider yourself garage fam you consider yourself a motorsports fan you need to be informed you need a new show and that's what it is so go watch the garage guys report on youtube episode four it is up now welcome to the garage guys nascar podcast though and uh dale tanhart is here with me as always my trusty pal dale uh great weekend people are asking dale Let's just get just get right into it. People are asking, when are you going to let him out of prison? Once again, I really want to. I really want to. Dude, even even Ryan DM'd me. Ryan Truex DM'd me was like, I thought he was on parole already. Question mark, question mark. Uh, and, and like, he's he's been eligible for, for parole. This is a long process. And mm-hmm. I, I think we can put him... Can we just get, we can just put him on parole? Fine. I'll I will listen to everybody's demands. We did it. He Martin Trex Jr. is officially on parole. You heard it here first. Breaking news on the Garage Guys NASCAR podcast. Martin Trex Jr. is on parole. Well, right. That doesn't mean he's out of prison though, right? Like he's uh, just he's well, he's he's out on parole. You've you've let him out, but if he fucks up, dude, he's I mean, it's like bam, right back. It's like he's on house arrest. Why don't you just put him on house arrest? You want to keep a closer eye on him. Let's see. Hold on. I just want to look at a definition here. We need. I, I need. I need exact. We need re- okay. Justice. Parole is the release. This is what I thought. Okay. The release of a prisoner temporarily, um, before the completion of a sentence. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, he's out and about. He can do stuff. But if he wait, yeah. Up- hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. Let's just do house arrest. That's fine. House arrest. Hey, that is that is better than nothing. I hope all of you listening to this right now are happy. Hope you're all happy. You better be fucking cheering. But look, I'm going against everything else for it. I'm going against everything I stand for because this is supposed to be about me. And I you know, I I, I gotta reflect here because it's been the worst start of any year for me in NASCAR betting. And this weekend epitomizes what it's been like. This weekend, I had Eric Almirola and Truex in both of my in both of my betting cards for Xfinity and Cup, and I didn't have either one of them to win. Now, why the fuck would I do that? 
Mm. Why? Why? Because one of my top plays, like I talked about Truex for a top 10. I was like, plus money, top 10, block of the century. I think it was my top play on Dale Center, or my number two top play on Dale Center. Uh, Almirola, I took for a top three. The Almirola one I don't feel as bad about because I still like am shocked that he won that race. Yeah. Um, I took the top three. I took the top three because he was fast in practice. I was like, okay, he's got good practice times for the for the car that he's in. And then he went out there and fucking outdueled Larson and uh and won the damn thing. Just really, really cool. Like I'm not I'm not the biggest Al Marola guy, but that right there to me has gotta be like the biggest pure racing accomplishment in NASCAR for him. Like you can say, yeah, he's won a cup race, a couple cup races. Uh, but out dueling Kyle Larson in that car, I know it was a, you know, it's a Stuart Haas car. Like it's a good funded race car. Eric Almarola has been non-existent on road courses in his entire career for him to go out there and out duel Kyle Larson at Sonoma who had, I mean, he was literally a minus one ten or even money favorite to win that race. That's what we're starting to get to fucking Netflix territory when we're talking about somebody being even money in a in a in a, in a NASCAR sanctioned race. And Kyle Larson was even money minus one ten, closing on most books in that territory. And Eric Almirola was two hundred to one, even after qualifying was like one hundred and fifty to one, and and outdueled him straight up, outdueled him and AJ Allmendinger, two of the best, not just road course drivers, but two of the best drivers we've seen in Xfinity and Cup over the past two years. So that's he deserves a lot of credit for that win. That's really cool. I think one of the easily one of the best moments of his career. One of the best underdog bets in in the history of NASCAR. Has to be. Um and then Truex, like yeah, I talked about him on Dale Center. I was like, he's really good here. Just I'm I'm worried about Toyota not being as good as what Hendrick's gonna bring, right? I was really high on Larson and Elliott and boy was was I wrong. Uh, 2311 with Reddick, Bubba Wallace didn't have much, and Joe Gibbs with Denny and Truex were were really really strong, especially with Truex. I mean, he had easily the best car and got it done. And, and we got to give credit to our guy uh, Colin Casey, uh, one of the best parlays I've ever seen, parlaying Almirola and Truex twenty five dollars to win eighty six grand. Uh, their Discord is the Gold Boys Discord, I think. They deserve a lot of credit. They're really good at betting in all sorts of sports, so they absolutely deserve a shout-out. Gave a lot of publicity to NASCAR and the betting world inside of NASCAR. So, yeah, it was a, it was a good weekend. Um, at a small profit, collectively. Still stupid as fuck because I, I have the two right guys and don't even pick either one of them to win, which is gives me... Um, Time to reflect now in this this the one off week of the year. I need a complete restart on life. You know, I need everything. I need everything redone. I need a complete remodeling to get back on track. But you had Truex out, right? You grabbed post qualifying or post practice or whatever during qualifying because FanDuel odds up. Yep, yep, classic, classic FanDuel. That's why we love them. I'm I'm sad to hear you didn't bet on him. I don't need to know the story. I know you probably went through it on Dale Center, but you know, I'm I'm I hate to hear that. I, I thought you did have him. 
Um, but you know, it is what it is. We had a decent day. Uh, I, I feel like, like the biggest dumbass in the world. I had to stick with it. Um, I took the, that, the Brad K top 10, I had the Austin Dillon top 10. Those went to, to shit town, had the Chris Bell at even money for the top 10, barely fucking by the skin of his teeth, finished ninth, had a decent day. It was good. Um, but yeah, Trex came to life, man. James Small just on the radio cussing him out, dude. Like just just saying all kinds of Australian cuss words, dude. Like whatever those are. He's just he's he's killing it right now. Uh in, in the in the box. I attribute a lot of it, you know, a lot of it goes to Martin, but a lot of more goes to James Small. Possibly Shaq. Um think so. you know, for helping bring that energy to Martin. Because yeah, I mean it's just you you don't want to believe it after a while. You know, especially what we've seen on the road courses with Toyota. And I had a better feeling about Toyota. I was talking about that. We talked about it earlier in the week. And, uh, and it, it's paying off. So it's just we're seeing all kinds of different shit. A lot of, a lot of ups and downs and, and a lot of people figuring shit out in weird spaces. The Eric Amarola one, though, man, I'm uh, I mean, are we do we have like in in car cameras? We were sure that was him driving. We're 100. Yeah, it was. Okay. It was. It is indisputable. I, I know. Crazy, right? Yeah, and that that does, like he he deserves his credit for that one. Absolutely deserves all the credit in the world for that win. And I wanted to go back to the top ten bets. That dude. Um, let me just say that that dude won a NASCAR Xfinity race in a car that has like the 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 original like organic car, the create a car on a video game with that font. That's yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. That. I, <laughs> that car, bro. He didn't I thought the same thing. <laughs> like a fucking cartoon number, dude. Straight up. Like and, and I didn't I didn't mention it's for the Sieg Racing. Sieg's uh Ryan Sieg's team's first ever win. Also really cool. Just yeah. a hell of an underdog story. Gotta work overall, on that font though. Bro. Gotta work on that font. That's that Sieg font, man. That's what they run. I I don't you know. But it, it couple I want to talk about the top ten bets. Uh you talk about a couple of top tens. My top ten bets. I had Chastain, Harvick, and Stenhouse, and uh, Stenhouse is eight to one. You can get good value into, for him on a top ten every week now. It's crazy. And they finished tenth, eleventh, and twelfth. Mm. Like, yeah, even just so close and everything. So close to a massive, massive weekend, even without betting Truex outright. Uh, but now, as I keep flip flopping and flip flopping, I do want to say that twenty eight car. We, I talk about this. I've been preaching this for two years now. The NASCAR juju, right? Like the how ironic this sport is all the time. Uh, I, I saw that the 28 car, the last time the 28 car won a race was Ricky Rudd in, uh, in 2002. And I think, I need to go back and check this, but I think it was... Um, I know it was a 28 car in 2002 at Sonoma. It was his last win. And the last win for the 28 car in any of the three national series. That's what I wanted to make sure of. The number 28 had not won a national series race in Cups, Xfinity, Cup, Xfinity, or Trucks since Sonoma in 2002. And then this 28 car just comes out of nowhere, comes out of thin air, and wins at Sonoma, the track that it last won at. I just think that's another weird juju full circle moment right like it's not ricky rudd but it is that 28 car it's the 28 car number that has basically been non-existent in nascar for a decade and a half so that's another cool thing but also very ironic that ricky rudd did drive the 10 car as well at some point in in time 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, you get to that in there, too. Um, yeah, drove the Tide. The Ford Taurus. Ford Taurus. The Tide. Well, I think. In the 10. Eric Amarola there. Little rooster in him? I don't think so. I don't, I don't want to compare. I don't want to compare. I think the when he drove the Tide, it wasn't the Taurus, though, was it? I think it was uh, yeah. uh, It was a Thunderbird, wasn't it? Maybe. I don't know. I had a shirt. thought it said Taurus. It like, could. It up. Let me see. Uh, Ford. It was the bubble. That's going to bug me. Mm-hmm. Um, Driving in the Ford Taurus. It's that guy. Love that guy. Very funny guy. But yeah, I mean, it was, uh, okay. He, it, it was the Thunderbird and then he, it was the Taurus, but in like 97, 98. Yeah. yeah so he yeah. did both. That was like when I was a little, little boy, little child, just started buying the cars. So yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, that, that's a pretty ironic deal right there. But yeah, just got to work with Ryan C. You got to stop pulling their cars off of the uh, career mode menu. We'll figure it out. But yeah, uh, they point. honestly should just run like, in some of those games, you could run like the 124 number. You know, you could run like a three, a fucked up three digit number. The next seed car, can it just be like a three digit number, like 249 with that font? It would literally be straight out of NASCAR Chase for the Cup if they did that. Yeah, we need that. We need three numbers back on cars. We got plenty of room. You know, a lot of people still bitch about the room. Xfinity's got their numbers room. up too. Move their numbers yeah. up too, and then you can do three for real. Yeah, Xfinity also has more room too. So mm -hmm. all of them, they all have room. But yeah, it was a good road course race, man. I uh, going over to Cup. Um, I loved it. I, I love what they're doing with these road courses. I love the fact that you know the stage ends and they keep going, dude. Strategy. It's all about the strategy. It's all about timing. It's all about when you're coming, when you're going, and that is that was probably the best part of the race for me. Uh, the entire Sunday. We had a great crowd on playback, one of our biggest crowds we've had. Shout out to you, motherfuckers, you beautiful people that showed up. Um, me and Tony, we held it down over there. Greg chimed in here and there on the, on the chat, and uh, we had a damn good time. We had our guy, Elliot. Um, I, don't, I hadn't even got to tell you about it. So we got a guy, um, his name is Elliot, and he's going to start doing some play-by-play -play commentary for us whenever like there's wrecks and stuff. He's blind. So it's going to be very interesting. What? Yeah, we got a blind guy that's going to do some play-by-play -play for us on playback. I'm excited what? about it. He's that excited is... about it. I'm excited about it. It's going to be wild, man. It's going to How be did I not? Did you guys tweet this and stuff? or what? Yeah, I was on Twitter, actually. Um, and Elliot had chimed in. I was talking about playback, and he was like, he was like yeah, he's like, I, I like listening to y'all stuff when I can, but I really need that play-by-play. And I was just like, hey, man, like, we'll, we'll give you some play-by-play. -play. He's like, well, it's extra important for me because I'm blind. And I was like, damn. I was like, I got to holler at Elliot. And I'm like, Elliot, like, hey, how much you know about NASCAR? Like, what you know? And, and like, this guy, he's an older guy out of California. He's like, a, he knows a lot. He's been watching racing for a long time. Well, not watching it because he's blind. But he's been, he's been doing it, man. He's been listening to a lot of racing his whole life and i'm just like dude this you know i, I want to just ask you straight up like would you want to just yeah, you know our vibe you know our style you know how we do i'm like you want to hop on play back and do some play-by-play -play? and he's like dude yeah like sure i'm up for it and he was in there he was in the chat the whole time we had a great time he called into the report left the voicemail um dude's the real deal man he's the real deal and he can't yeah, that is that is so crazy but yeah it is awesome yeah it is it's fucking great man like, yeah, I was um, 
Eye and ear and shit. I was uh, in the Hattiesburg watching the Golden Eagles get heartbroken mm. in, in college baseball. I saw some Not kid a got roasted from Hattiesburg. This like some some kid. <laughs> no, no, from Tennessee got roasted. I don't know. Somebody like they had this big mulligan. This you? Yeah, it was like a this you deal. Yeah, like, that was a like came right out the Hobbit, dude. Dude, oh, I was literally crying. I don't get involved in that. Because college fan bases are so are they are the most irrational people ever when it gets into like these whether it's football or baseball, when it gets into these like postseason times, yeah. motherfuckers shit talk so bad they they just all look stupid to me. And this was this killed me. It was the Barstool Southern Miss account that did the this you to that kid who they're basically this guy for context tweeted out like a, a Tennessee Vols fan tweeted out um, how ugly people in Mississippi are. Like we all look like goblins and, <laughs> and then uh, the Boston Southern Miss account. Yeah. found a picture of this guy, dude. And talk about a fucking goblin. Like, dude, you look just oh like a God. goblin. You just can't. And that's what I'm talking about. Like you are not safe if you talk shit and cannot back it up or have very little actual reasoning and logic behind your shit talk. And that guy, oh man, dude, you just you just cannot recover from that. Like that, and you deserve that for being a total douche. You yeah. know, but I I don't I re, I I try to try to support my Mississippi teams in these big moments. I'm just that typical Mississippi bandwagon, like whoever presents the state represents the state the best in these big moments i'm there for and i'm from hattiesburg so i was rooting for the golden eagles they had a good year uh hate that they got eliminated shout out good job tennessee uh it was a good series but yeah that happened that was that was great that was so funny but um yeah i i um i need to get back up in there on playback man i gotta i think you know, we need to talk about Nashville because I think I'm going to go if you want to go. I think we should go. I think it'd be fun to go to the first NBC race. Um, no, I uh, I would love to, but I am. Uh, th- this is kind of a different year for us, and I have already made plans. It's my wife's birthday for the last two years. My wife has been coming to Tennessee with us, going to the Nashville race. My, my child came last year. We got to do a lot out there. Emory got to meet large and spider and got to hang out with some of those guys before the race. And, you know, she's been such a trooper over the last two years, like supporting like what we're doing. And, you know, even though like she's taking the time coming up to Nashville for her birthday weekend while we have a work weekend. So this year, me and my wife will be going to the beach for her birthday. So I will be taking her there. I would love to, be able to go but I, I feel like in this moment i have to be like you know what like this is what you want to do like you deserve it so yeah no that's respectable yeah. i um yes any opportunity i have whether nascar or, or indycar or no car is there anytime i get a chance to go to nashville i'm gonna try to yeah i'm gonna try to eat that up it's so a great town the best town one of the best towns in the world yeah i have a lot of just degenerate friends and and they all live in nashville right it is oh. truly the adult playground of america and to bring nascar there which we want it in the fairgrounds eventually but the super speedway will do um it's still going to be a fun time and the race there like i didn't i don't think a lot of us expected it the race there last year was really exciting really exciting uh, when when 
Chase Elliott won. It was dramatic all the way up until the end. So I'm excited for that. Um, you know, talking about Sonoma, you talked about how this race was you thought it was good, just like the strategy is like the the biggest takeaway of what was exciting. Yeah. Sonoma is Sonoma, right? There are some of these tracks that it really doesn't matter what the arrow is, doesn't matter what car we're in. Sonoma is Sonoma. And I, I talked about this on Dale Center, like get ready for a race that a lot of people are gonna say is boring. And to me, I feel the exact opposite way. Yes. Because every road course we go to now is such a shit show and it's it's entertaining, it's dramatic, it's fun, but it's nice to just come back to that one road course. And now that you've eliminated the stage break, yellows, Sonoma is going to be the most natural road course we get all year long because it's not a chaotic race. It's just a genuine, good, natural road course race. Uh, if you go back and watch all sorts of Sonoma races, I think we're lacking a little bit of excitement just from the difficulty to pass still there, right? We've, we've made changes to this package. Cars still don't pass easily. So you do have to use the strategy you were talking about, uh, pit lane strategy to try to jump, jump some cars, get a timely yellow. We've seen that over the past couple of years here with the Gen 7. Um, so I, I do think if we can tinker this package, we can get more excitement out of this racetrack like we've seen prior uh, Gen 7 era. But Sonoma's Sonoma at the end of the day. You're probably not going to have a close finish. You're probably going to have one car that blows everybody away. And it's a race that is typically won by Hall of Famers or NASCAR 75 drivers. And Martin Truex has been a Sonoma master, and he is a Hall of Famer and a NASCAR 75 driver. So uh, now 30 races out of the 30 or 30 of the 34 Sonoma winners have been a NASCAR 75 driver. So it's going to be one of those races every year. And I get a little discouraged. I don't know if you saw the Jeff Gluck poll, but they voted like 44% yes uh, if it was a good race. That is low, man. And that's, I sometimes I get a little worried about our audience being obsessed with the shit shows. You know that's, what I mean? I mean that, that that's a, a large portion of it. And I hate to have to be the one to to be honest, but I do feel like there are a lot of fans that that root for the chaos and that's that's fine. It's whatever, you know, it's whatever you want. I feel like there's enough room in this sport for people of all different types of of entertainment value of what they're getting out of it. And I feel like that's okay, but I'm not going to base how something was off of a poll regardless of how many people do it or what I barely look at them. If I ever do, sometimes I'll see him quote tweeted or whatever. I'm but just, his polls I think good. it was good. Yeah. If I think it was good, it was good. If I think it was bad, it was bad. And that's my opinion. Yeah, no, I mean, totally agree. His polls. I, I like, cause he gets a huge sample size for a Twitter poll. Um, but it, it does kind of make me a little concerned about, it's like we, we've, our fan base is so accustomed to the chaos that we see now. I'd say 50, per, 50 to 60% of all races on the schedule probably have a good level of chaos. Like back in the day, and I'm not even talking about like in the 2000s, even like the 2010s, every race was not a banger, right? Like you just expected, which back then I thought most of the time when they would come to like mile and a half racetracks, 
the races were just not going to be bangers, right? They were going to be a natural, quote-unquote, boring race, mm-hmm. which when you have some chaos in other weeks, I feel like that's kind of refreshing, right? As a, as a natural motorsports fan. And now more than ever, you don't get races like you got at Sonoma last week, ever, in the NASCAR Cup Series anymore. So while I sit here as a, you know, I'm 27, but sometimes I feel like my motorsports traditionalisms are that of like a 50 year old man. The purest. I, yeah, I know. I, and I look, that's just what it is, but I enjoyed that race because it wasn't chaotic because it was a breath of fresh air when it comes to what we have had, you know, for the majority of the season. And um, sometimes I just, get, I don't know. I, I get a little concerned about the chaos deal. And, and I want to know what you guys think when you hear me say this, like where your head's at on, on the level of chaos and is it too much? Are you so accustomed to it that you think Sonoma's boring? Have you always thought Sonoma's boring? Cause there are a lot of different opinions about this racetrack. Um, but I did enjoy that race. Yeah. That's it. And I think the majority of our, you know, listeners and, and our followers and the people that, you know, participate in the discord, I think they would say the same. Like there are a lot of people like us and, you know, it's like you're saying, like, we know we're going to have races where wrecks are going to happen. We know we're going to have races where, you know, we're going to have restarts and chaos and stuff. So it's like it makes races like the one that we had on Sunday OK, because it's like no matter like I think the main thing to remember, especially for our people out here listening is that we're we we bet on these things we're gamblers in the motorsports world and so every race is a good race when your guy is winning you know and we're watching these things to watch our people get to the finish line and be first there and so i think that that's where i come from when it comes to the perception value you know like we we definitely have people out there that are they're strictly just fans and there are people like you that are motorsports purists there are people like me that just love putting the money down on it watching their guy get there and love it for other reasons you know but but the the main thing that i think i definitely want to know what everyone else thinks but also too it's like you know we live in a world of uh you know a, a lot of shit constantly happening like we're constantly you know looking at things on our phones and the entertainments everywhere and you know people just want the drama man and i mean when you provide that in whatever you're doing and you have that aspect to it it, it makes a whole new level of entertainment value and, and why you're paying attention to it so that could be a factor of it as well and you know it's just the beauty of it is is that everybody has their own right and their own reasons to like shit for for what they like it for and so it's uh i'm interested to know why i think that's the better question why do you like nascar what what is one thing about nascar that you like and like what really like keeps you glued to it week in and week out what is that one thing that stands out among the other things goodbye uh nascar on fox for the rest of the year see you also yeah that's talk about what you just said it like what makes you like nascar uh i wouldn't be surprised if fox made some people not like nascar this year Hmm. and look I love NASCAR on Fox. It has been such a staple in my entire life, dude. Like Mike Joy, I bring this up every now and then when we talk about commentary stuff. Like Mike Joy is one of my best friends because nobody has spent more time talking to me in my living room other than like my parents, a couple of my closest friends, my brothers. Nobody 
has spent more time talking to me in my life than Mike Joy, you know? So I love NASCAR and Fox. I will say one positive, Jamie McMurray was really good in the booth. I always like Jamie McMurray in the booth. I think he's great, but they've got to figure something out because it seems like NASCAR is going to be back with Fox. You know, Fox doesn't want to give NASCAR up. We've got to figure out something with the production quality, man. Like it's, it's evident it's deteriorated. I don't know how, I don't know why I'm not a production expert in television. I could not do their jobs, but my God, like so many times it, it, it Every single week, there's a, a ridiculous moment. Like when Clint Boyer, this is back in North Wilkesboro. I don't know if you saw this, Chase, but when he was trying to talk about like Ryan Blaney's telemetry, when he, uh, it was on his onboard camera, and Clint Boyer literally said, Stay with me here, like talking about the camera, like, Stay with me here. And he's trying to get uh, like his breaking point in the next corner or like when he's letting off. And then the, the camera cuts away and you hear Clint Boyer sigh and like throw his pin. And that happened again at Sonoma where like you're, you watch a battle turn right into three wide, like a three wide battle into a corner. And then they'd go away from it. And I'm just sitting here and, and my dad even is like, no, my dad is noticing this kind of stuff more and more and more. Everybody's noticing it, man. Like it, it's gotten that bad where, the what's going on that's all i can even say or ask is like what the fuck is going on with the broadcast when there's there's just like no actual uh organization like they need remote they need they need remotes like like they need to give like clint needs to have a remote mic so if they're talking about something and they're seeing it on one of their monitors they can press that button and control it themselves and put it there yeah they, not have to rely on Whoever the I don't even know what the position would be called. Fire them, but they, because they're fucking doing terrible. Apparently, like they need the, they need remotes. There you go. There's a budget cut. Send them home. Give them remotes. I'm just trying to understand it, man. Because, like I said, love NASCAR and Fox, but some of the production just needs you know needs work, man. It needs work because if you go compare that to an F1 broadcast, it's night and day difference. Hell, if you go compare that to what. We saw an NBC last year and the year before night and day difference. And I think NBC, I'm hoping at least that NBC will be sharp like they were last year and pro and potentially even better. Right. seems like NBC's NASCAR broadcast continues to get better. Fox's just continues to, you know, stay complacent and, and get worse. So um, I am excited. It's a little refresh, the transition over to NBC with, Rick Allen, who's not my favorite, um, but I love Dale Jr. I love Steve Letarte. Jeff Burton's okay. You know, I, I think it's a good team, and uh, their production quality has been better. Recently. Don't forget Rutledge Wood. Don't forget Rutledge and his flame. Well, I was wondering. He he uh, loved Rutledge Wood. I didn't. I don't remember seeing him a lot on the broadcast late last season. Well, he's doing still, a new show. He's doing yeah, he he's like the not, Hot Wheels thing. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. Yeah, it kind of does, actually. Yeah. I figured they'd have him here for this, like, because he'll like be around, he'll be going all, all the bars and stuff since they're yeah. in Asheville, you know, while they're at the track. So I hope he's there. He's got a gig, man. He's got a good gig. He's got a really good gig with them. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Totally agree. But yeah, no, they uh I, I'm excited for it too, man. I mean, like it just 
it, it's still going to be one of those situations for me where I'm not, I don't know if, if now, I, I think now, especially because we do have playback, it's so much better for me. And I don't pay too much attention to what's being said or done because I'm just kind of calling my own deal. And, and, and I love that. And that's what I love about playback and, in the community that we're building over there with motorsports, because we're the only, I really, I, I, I'm pretty confident. We are the only motorsports people on that entire service. It's a big NBA service. Um, shout out to the Denver nuggets. They won the finals. It's crazy. Um, Tyler Harrow for wearing, uh, some NASCAR gear. It was beautiful, but, uh, you know, I, I just love the fact that I get to do it my way uh, over there and, and it's and we have a good time. We have fun. So it's like now that we have that, like I don't, I don't really even care like what kind of broadcast is like there's racing on there. I can say what I want to say, do what I want to do and um, and get more ideas from the fam out there and, and keep making it fun and interesting. And every time a commercial comes on, it's still entertaining because we just roast them, too. <laughs> so it's just it's a good time, man. It's oh, great- yeah. And not to continue my discombobulated ramble on Fox, <laughs> but the commercials is like last race. Let's just fucking ramp up the commercials 800%. That, there were a lot of commercials. A lot more commercials. Yeah. There's too uh, many, man. That's why I'm saying, like, I we got to be quick on our feet for a lot of these, man. We got to be super quick on our feet. I'm excited to see what... um what Amazon's going to do, what we're going to do with Amazon and, and the Xfinity deal is what it seems like is going to happen. We need night races. Like, you know how they do like Thursday night football on Amazon prime. Like, like you, they need to like create like a series of night races and it's like, you know, Saturday night NASCAR on Amazon, like some TNT shit. Cause TNT well, you know, drama, you know, this is Tony Stewart ahead of the game. You know what? As we hit the summer stretch, Thursday night thunder. Exactly. SRX is back and they're doing that on ESPN. So I that's talk to you about that, by the way, I got to cool. remind me after the podcast can't, you know, well, I'm already like giving out some info. I got to talk to you about that. Oh, okay. Cool. I'll talk to you about that. I'll tell you about it later. Yeah, that sounds cool. I, I love SRX, but, um, I, I don't know. We don't have bets, obviously, unless you want to take a random future. And I don't, um, no, I'm not. Do you that. think, Let's just talk about IndyCar is this weekend, but I mean, this is a NASCAR podcast. I will be betting on IndyCar this weekend. And so this Saturday, I mean, this Sunday, I'll be watching IndyCar at Road America on playback. So y'all, you know, for Father's Day, like straight up, like I'm going to be here. No off days. Father's Day. Be there for the dads. We watching Road America. You know, my I would love to talk some IndyCar bets, but we're not at that point. Yeah, we're not. We only get we get like Wednesday thursday drops in indycar which is just the nature of it right now yeah as they kind of grow in this market but who do you think right now after everything we've seen in the cup series um kyle bush has been red hot obviously truex is been amazing three wins if you consider the clash as well and now is the regular season point leader too who do you think is the favorite to win the championship at this point man honestly uh if i'm gonna be I, I'm with Willie B, dude. 
So I'm like Willie B. B. I like Willie B. Dude, I don't even know what his odds are to win right now, but I have one future I took at the beginning of the year, which was Chastain, and that's not it's not looking so hot. Well, um, I mean, Ross is he could come yeah. around. I mean, he's still in there, but dude, how isn't it crazy how a- after the Gragson deal, there's just been I mean, he I've never seen him this quiet. We talked about it. We talked about it on playback, dude. We had a whole conversation about this, and, and I'm, I'm happy to bring it up to talk to you, but it's just like somebody has tampered his ass down, bro. They had to have. Had to have. Like, he's like, like for, for this amount of time to this amount of time, you can't cause no shit. And I think that and like what I kind of talked about on playback with that was I we were we were doing a DFS discussion to the DFS space on Twitter, which by the way, again, shout out to everybody. Those keep growing every time we do them. Shout out to you, motherfuckers, for showing up. Um, the thing with it is, like, you know, I feel like he was gonna run like a very clean race. Like, if somebody got up on him, he was gonna let him get around him. And like I said that, and I talked about that, and I'm like, I think that's where we're at with Ross right now. Like, there's gonna be a, a time period where we're gonna see him be very passive very just kind of like there but still trying his best until we get to this certain mark and whatever this is or isn't or maybe something's happening maybe nothing's happening but i personally just feel like there were discussions had and it's like you need to be quiet until this point and then you can turn your shit back up and i think that's what's going on yeah he was definitely when I looked at practice times and just considered how good track house has been on the road courses, um, I really, I, I thought he was going to be way better than he was. And he ran, he ran top 10 most of the day. So, uh, but yeah, real quiet, still up there in the championship battle, like fourth in the championship uh, on just overall point. So he's still in the conversation. Just, it's kind of crazy how the, the news cycle has, it's just changed because he's not in the middle of it. You know, he's not in the middle of it. And um, I have to say this, you know, we're kind of at a reflecting point. I feel like I can't wait to get into the real later. I'm going to talk about where I'm at unit wise, but one of my predictions that I got absolutely roasted on at Fontana when I went on Sirius XM and said that, Trackhouse is going to have regression this year. They are going to be way less good than they were in 2022. And then they went to Fontana and Ross Chastain led like 80% of the race and finished third. Had a lot of people chirping me. Well, look where we are now. At this point last year, Trackhouse had three wins with both, both of their drivers. And at this point, zero total wins and definitely in a worse spot when it comes to contenders in the championship overall. So now who was right about that? Can I can I take my credit for that, you boomer motherfuckers? No, no comers and goers, man. You know, season's not over yet. But it, the regression has been true. Yeah, they don't have three wins. That's for sure. Yeah. No, it's been a way worse year overall. For I mean, Ross is, like I said, Ross is still up there. Suarez has definitely not had a good year so far. But you, like you said, long way to go long way to go in all this but i think um i'm looking at caesars right now is the only book that still has championship odds at least up at this moment for the cup series Uh um larson's the favorite four to one kyle bush five to one byron's at seven and a half to one i don't hate that and then further down here kind of like tyler reddick 18 to one man 
they're good at Phoenix. And uh he's he's got that win. You know he's in the playoffs. It's I don't true. know. He's at the same he's at the same odds as Brad K, man. That's crazy. Wow, Brad K. Yeah, that's crazy. 18 to 1. What the what hell? Happened to Brad K, bro. That's the question. Like Brad, Brad K's hold on. Last I couple mean, weeks, Brad K is just he's just he's getting ready. He was like two weeks. He was already off like two weeks ago. He's having a way better year than last year, though. You you know, yeah, yeah. with all things considered. He's not a big road course guy, but still finished what 16th? Yeah. So, you know, it could it could be worse. Those guys are him and Busher. Chris Busher was great at Sonoma again. Um, you know, the one guy that we didn't talk about. I think there was one guy that had a car that had a shot to beat Truex. Michael McCheese. McCheese McDowell. Yeah, dude, I was he was so good. There were too many people rooting for him. I didn't like it. I felt uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, like I I I I know Greg bet on him. He had some bets on him that went south because he had like an 80 second pit stop. Yeah. But yeah, I just can't. It's weird. Like I, I can yeah, never you can't rally him. behind that. Like what the I f- cannot rally behind Michael McShane, oh, dude. Can't, can't. But he does. He deserves his props. He had a he had a great car. Yeah, I, just, I understand. Like I feel weird. Yeah, it was not there. It's always great. Like one of my favorite parts of playback is like when Greg's got like somebody like that, or like when Katoni loses and and like I'll just look down and he'll be gone. He won't be on the stream anymore. He's like me. He's a sore loser. I respect the hell out of that. God, dude. Yeah, no, I just I I die every time. I'm just like, man. It's like, I've gotten better about about sucking it up. Oh yeah. You, you had you you have definitely I have watched you like have growth in that category big time. Like it's uh I remember like some of the first times like we were around each other and you would lose, dude. Like you still have it, you know what I mean? It's passion. It's all it is. It's just, it's just a, it's a beautiful passion, just balled up into a ball of fire sometimes. But it's yeah. Uh, how much can you contain? Right. Exactly. Yeah. You know, like one one minute you're like making a video of you like throwing a can, you're kind of half smiling. The next one you're just like beating the shit out of your radio. Like you know, you never really know yeah. what the flex is gonna be <laughs> or how that's gonna go. Right, it's a lot right. for the ride, man. But no, it's uh, it was fun. But yeah, dude, the, the Michael McDowell thing, like, yeah, he did, he did have a great car, man. I mean, in the practice times reflected, it's just like, it's just not fun. It's not fun rooting for that guy. <laughs> it's just, it was like twenty, and I'm twenty twenty at Daytona, dude. It's just like, yeah, wow, yeah. When he, dude, I'll never forget that moment when he won that race. Everybody was just kind of like, nobody's like freaking out, you know. People are just kind of like. Wait, what? Really? Yeah. Like a choir, yeah. <laughs> like a church choir, just like yeah. <laughs> like, I was pretty, I was pretty stunned actually. But most people were just kind of like, okay, weird, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's exactly what it was, dude. It's just strange. But I'm still, and I'm still like, I've gotten over it. I guess I don't know. Each two weeks in a row before Sonoma, like my top bets just kept running into that guy, and I'm like. Fuck, he's gonna try to retaliate because he almost wrecked Ty Gibbs in that open and costed me even more money. And then uh where were we at last week? Uh St. Louis, Ross Chastain dumped him, and I had money on Chastain and luckily didn't get back to him. But um 
He deserves credit, though. Two good runs in a row for McCheese. He was good at Gateway. He was good at Worldwide Technology. And then he was good at Sonoma. I think two back-to-back top tens. So. Could you imagine, like, you you just saying, like, Michael McDowell retaliating just made me think of, like, could you imagine, like, a world where Michael McDowell became, like, the fucking... An all-star? No, like, not an all-star, but, like, he, like, became, like, a nerd villain. Like, he was, like, a villain, but he was still a nerd. Like, he was, like, really fucking just... He just gets really, like, aggressive on the track, and he, like, throws, like, tantrums. Like, it's like you don't even really know where to classify him, like, in the terms. But, like, he's definitely a – like, he would be a villain, but you wouldn't really know. He'd be, like, the villain from, like, Grandma's Boy. And I know you a long time ago you say you've never seen that movie, but for the people that are listening that know what I'm talking about, like, they know. Like, he would be that guy. Like a – Talking in you, robot voice. He's like a – so what are you asking? You're asking if he's going to be like a, a villain nerd guy? I'm not asking anything. I'm just saying like I had that thought. Like I was just thinking like, man, like imagine a world where like he was like he, he just like got so pissed off. He just decided to start wrecking people and like trying to get up in the center of the drama and uh, and, and, and just kind of embraced it. It'd be such a wild world. It would be like, you know, like the, the Jesus guy that went full Satan, like out of nowhere, dude, like like a youth pastor that decided to take a wrong path. Like he, he would just be like real mad all the time. Mean. It would just it would be weird to see. Like if he was all up in the news, like he is was that news stories. Is your pastor thing? Is that just a re- is that a reference to like a hypothetical or is that something that happened? Yeah, I was thinking about like the righteous gemstones. And, like oh, uh, gotcha, gotcha. Where like you know he had that friend that was like this in this weird gothic satanic cult, and he pulled him to be like a part of the youth. The youth program at the church. Just, I need to. I need to watch that show, man. God, you gotta watch it, dude. You gotta watch it. it my is, dad loves that show. Oh my god, for good reasons. Like that's, that's why I get along with your dad. He gets it. Like he's just, like I'm telling you, you need to watch that, and you need to watch Grandma's Boy. Yeah, I feel like you would love Grandma's Boy if you watched it. It is fucking good. I feel like you're you've given me in a, like on this show more Grandma's Boy references than any other movie. Like if, I feel like it comes up every fucking podcast. I, I think no it's matter what we're talking place. about, it's <laughs> like you find a way to connect it with a different driver or a different scenario somehow. Yeah, that's it, the Jake Gyllenhaal movie, right? No, no, it's not at all. Like I don't even. Oh. It, it's got a lot of Adam Sandler's friends in it. It's about like this guy that works for a video game company. He's like a video game developer, and then like he ends up having to move out, and he has to move in with like his grandma and her th- her two friends, and it's just fucking crazy, dude. It is nuts. You just need to watch it. All right. Noted. Uh, Where um all right, so reflection time. Yeah. I'll 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 let you go first because uh well I don't know. I, I'm doing I've had a bad year. You've had a good year, I think. Um yeah, you know what, you go first, because I have a lot to reflect upon. You're probably just gonna say some superstitious shit or something and be done with it. I don't know. Go ahead. Oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling okay. Like I'm uh, in total, like I think I'm like right at like, right. Like the 30 unit mark up like 30 units. It's not the worst, not the best. Um, no, that's good. It's been a hard year. Yeah. It's uh, it, it's been definitely better. I feel like I've been a lot more in tune with, uh, with just like my inner feelings and, and, you know, I definitely still pay attention to stats and pay attention to what's happening, but just really just taking, uh, my own road and path of advice this year. Um, and, and it's, it's paying off. Uh, I've been big on the whole narrative thing. I know a lot of people listening or follow me on Twitter. I always, I'm always talking about some fucking narratives. Uh, 
and I've just kind of been fe- feeling into that, just kind of watching this this story of the 2023 season unfold in front of us, and I, I just try to see between the lines. But it's uh, it's been great. I mean, obviously, by far the my favorite bets this year, the the Stenhouse at Coda was huge. The top ten. Uh, I did not bet on Ricky Stenhouse top 10 this time around. Uh, I saw a lot of people betting on that and I'm just like, I, I can't fall for it. Like I, I think that that was kind of a once in a, once in a, a blue moon thing. Um, but he was close. I will say that he has been way better this year and it's awesome to see Ricky do that after winning the Daytona 500, the longest Daytona 500 in the history of Daytona 500s. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think the uh, the Harrison Burton bet at Darlington is one of my favorites. Like top tens have been really good to me this year, and I've been, I've enjoyed those prop bets way more. I mean, outrights are always the the best high, right? Like it's the biggest thrill when you can correctly predict who's going to win a race. But here recently, the top tens have been really good. I feel like I've been way more consistent this year with that, and um, you know, some of the the tough breaks like qualifying. I, I've had my ups. I've had my my share of good good qualifying days, but here lately, like I was just I always try to keep it really low volume on that side, like you know maybe two units a week on qualifying, and uh, I just I didn't do it last week. I was like I'm I'm done with that right now. Like I just don't want to do that. I want to save my my you know my budget for the actual race day, and so I'm kind of taking a break from from that right now. But I'm sure once we get back to an oval in another week, I'm gonna be like, all right, yeah, we're back. You know, so, but, uh, for the most part, I, this has been one of my favorite years doing it. And I feel like we're, you know, two years into this new car now and things are really taking shape in the series and just overall, just I feel a lot better. I feel really good, really happy. And, uh, just proud of, of where I'm sitting right now this year for betting so far. So I am not in the same boat. It's been a fucking awful year overall and uh, the theme of qualifying is betting on qualifying is the reason i have and i and from this point on i want to try to teach everybody about my mistakes on the betting side of things and the big one mistake overall when i look at my betting cards last year and in 2021 back in 2021 and 2020 there were much less offerings right so your card was naturally simplified I have definitely fallen into the into the category of just being enticed by all these other, you know, all these different offerings. And it has hurt me. And qualifying, this is the deal right here. So Cup Series betting, uh, I'm up 22 and a half units without qualifying. Just listen to this. You know where I'm at on qualifying? Just total qualifying bets for the whole year. I've hit three qualifying winners in Daytona. Phoenix and Bristol. Everything else has been a big fat loser. A lot of P2s in there. Most recently in St. Louis with Blaney. Um, qualifying alone, negative 27.8 units God just damn. on qualifying. I have totally fallen into the degenerate betting trap, Chase. And it, <laughs> it and I, I'm glad I'm realizing it now, right? Like, yeah, yeah. The problem is. You know, you ever if you if if you are if you are a better, you see that meme where it's like, uh, I, and I'm sure you've seen this chase. It's like two guys, like two cartoon characters. The guy on top of the of the page stopped digging, right? Like he stopped digging and he's walking away. 
The other guy kept digging and got to the diamond. Have you seen that meme? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. And now he's like, okay. How well, it's that? it's like it's like saying like, uh, it's just trying to say like for me that's how I look at qualifying. Is like, oh, I'm so close every time. Like I'm doing this right. I'm just one position off. Like I'm gonna get there. I'm gonna get there. I'm gonna get there. Uh, I'm not gonna get there. I'm just gonna get second every fucking week. So I'm done. I'm done with qualifying. I didn't realize the profit level was this bad until a, a few days ago and, and last week when I started really digging in and seeing what I've been good at, where I've been bad at. Stage bets have been lights out. Stage bets have been lights out on in 2023. Uh, Xfinity has been terrible. Trucks, just a, a big old seesaw. One massive win, one massive loss. We're going to fix that. We're going to get back into the better groove here. Like but a, average C, you got like a C, like George Bush. What? You got like a C, like George Bush in trucks right now. Just kind of just, just back and forth. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I um, trucks is at minus five units for the year in total. So that's, you know, it could be, obviously could be better, could be worse. Xfinity is awful. Negative um, 13 units for the year. Great job on me. Uh, we did win at Sonoma because of Eric Almirola, so we dug a little bit back. But I think um, I got I got to simplify everything. I got to simplify everything and not get so enticed by all these new offerings. And at the end of the day, like that's the point of all these new offerings, right? Yeah. Trying to trying to add some color, trying to add more color, more sparkling lights to the casinos, more slot machines. That's what these bets, you know, that's what these new offerings are kind of doing, and. I'm the genius that's fallen right into it, but we got a long year left, man. We got like what 45 more races you can bet on. So it's, there's a long way to go. We're just getting started, but I did want to give everybody an update on, on where I'm at between cup Xfinity and truck. If you didn't follow any of my cup qualifying bets, you'd be up a lot. Actually. I was actually surprised at at the profitability rate for my cup bets outside of cup qualifying. So I'm proud of that, but really doesn't matter because we're in the hole. You know, we're counting qualifying. It's all in there. It hurt my bank account. So uh, it's all there, but I'm glad you're doing better. At least somebody is, is doing well. And Greg's doing well too. I think Greg's around the 40 unit mark. Yeah. He, and I I keep telling Greg, I'm like, I got to have a Greg Mathern year, dude. I want a hundred, I want to be off a hundred units, you know, but it's like, you got to, you definitely got to diversify. And, and I think that I remember talking to you earlier in the year when we were at Daytona, we were talking about your betting cards and stuff. You're like, Oh no, I'm like, I'm definitely going to like put some more stuff here and there. And like you have, dude, like you have gotten very spread out, like at the table with like what you're betting on. Like I I've kind of kept it very simple. I'm like, okay, like top tens, top fives, top threes. And I'm not even doing top fives or top threes. Like the majority of what I do I've even kind of gotten away from matchups is really just outrights and top tens. That's really all I've, I've focused on this year. And I feel like the, the, you know, keeping it simple, you know, slow and steady wins the race and, and focusing on that, keep the losses low. And then I'm always swinging for like, you know, any outright that I get is going to be like 12 units or better. And like, so I'll like size everything up that way. Cause like, if I'm going to have a a good day, like I want to have a big day every time, you know, the hardest the hardest thing about all this is when you have a big card and this is advice to anybody and, and it, maybe you're 
listening and you're kind of new to the betting stuff, having a massive card with all these different, you know, outcomes and, and being real spread out between outrights, top fives, top tens, manufacturer, head to heads. It's so risky because of how the, these races end like the, the cup series competition is more perilous than I've ever seen in my entire life. And it's not just Daytona and Talladega. It's every, it's not every race, but it seems like this year, it feels like it's been a majority of races where uh, 10 to go long green flag run. Everything's looking great. Like your whole cards panning out caution comes out and then everything flips upside down and you go from winning eight out of 10 of your whole of your bets to losing all of them. Right. That's a common thing I see happen, not just with myself, but other people in the betting community, people in our discord who, you know, whether they're using our advice or using their own advice are making good picks. And then it's all falling apart at the very end. So, and I've been on the flip side of that too. Right. I've been on the flip side of that. And, uh, in uh, Las Vegas, I was not going to have a great day. Eric Almarola Rex with three or four laps to go. William Byron wins. I have my biggest cup betting day of the year. It will happen both ways, but I feel like it's more likely to be on the bad end of that. You know, So that right there alone is enough to say simplify the betting card. You know, Simplify it. Logan Bowman, great example of a guy in our Discord. I don't think he won this week, but I've talked about him a lot. Because his betting slips are outrageous. And it seems like all he does is just outrights. He just does four or five outrights. And if he hits one of them, he's probably got a million dollars on it to win 86 million bucks. Yeah. Like it's it's like every other week with him. So I think um he's good proof about hammering outrights, diminishing all the other outcomes, not worrying about everything else, just kind of worrying about picking winners and that's what I used to do when I was much more profitable. And I think that's, you know, we need to, we need, I need to, I need to go back to some of that where we're not spreading out on all this other shit, you know, yeah, until Greg, we get paid by casinos, until we get paid by casinos. Yeah. Then we'll offer crazy props and shit. But I, I like where your head's at right now. Cause I think that that's like for the average casual person out there like people that are nascar fans getting into betting and you know we have a lot of them you know we have a lot of nascar fans getting into betting and like the the thing that i always want to be able to hang my hat on is like that we're giving out advice that we feel like is sound and we've done a lot of research and it's not like being super overwhelming to people that are trying to get into to this space and, and have some fun with this. It's really just being like, okay, you got a hundred bucks, like take $25 and put it on these guys to win. And like, you know, if you're not afraid of losing that hundred bucks, like that's the way you're supposed to do it. You know, it's like that to me is super important because I, I have seen people like fall off a cliff when it comes to gambling and it's like it, shit can fuck you up, dude. So it's like, I always want to promote the responsibility part of it for sure. And, you know, it, we, uh, we're, we're, we're big on that. Just keep that in mind We're that's what garage guys at the end of the day, we want to win. We want to have fun and we're going to do that. But we also definitely keep that stuff in mind. 401k at the minimum. Yeah. 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 Responsibly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think um, there's a lot I can learn from 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 you, how you've done your betting cards, from Greg. Because Greg's a guy that can do the, the spread. 
and he's just he's just dialed genius. in you know he's, he's a just, genius with it yeah he's just genius you know rotodox another guy that's been good uh tony's had a bad year tony's you know been there with me on the bad side uh i feel for tony because like you said just look up and he's gone to the stream as soon as the checkered flag waves yeah. i get it i've been there oh. um but it's still been a overall it's been a really fun season as we make the transition over to to nbc so i'm excited for nashville great place to come back from a week off right like it's gonna be fun ooh. for you and then we get chicago right after that too and hooters is back on the car so i'm excited about about the chicago uh we'll be we'll definitely be having some talks and stuff like that be on the lookout uh you know make sure you're following hooters racing on instagram and on twitter keep up with updates as we get closer to chicago it's gonna be a lot of good stuff on there shout out to hooters as always we love them and um and yeah, Nashville is going to be fun. So, so there you got, there you guys go. There's been people asking me like, are you going to Nashville? I'm, I'm, I'm not. Dale is. Dale will be there. You want to, you want to get to meet Dale. You want to hang around Dale, whatever. Say what's up. Give him a high five. He'll be in the area. So make sure you get your ass there. And um, I'm sure that Sunday I'll probably be doing Nashville on playback. So I'll be here at the shop uh, as usual. And uh, we'll be doing that race there because we should be back on Saturday night. Well, so. you know, now that they now that they have the app, you know, I'm I could. It seems like it'd be way easier for me to hop in, like on my oh, phone. Oh yeah, you know? that would be cool as hell. Like that would be the first time I think we've ever had somebody actually at the race on stream. So I think that that that's definitely something we should check into. And if you don't have the playback.tv app, go download it and then go to playback.tv slash garage guys. We make it simple for you. Um, so that way you can find it. But I, I love how many people that don't even have social media are just popping in there like, yeah, like we we found you from the pod. So I think that's cool. Um, that people are just coming over to playback that don't even follow us like on social cause they don't use it. So that's really fucking neat. And uh, it's just another reason why I love this show. Another reason why uh, I love you guys. Another reason why we love NASCAR. And this weekend we'll have IndyCar on playback. So come hop in there. IndyCar is racing too. Um, never forget it. It's going to be good to be in Road America. And then uh, I think Formula One's doing a TV show in, uh, I don't fucking know, Canada, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Canada Grand Prix. Yeah. The Canada I'm trying to... Episode 17, Canada. Like, yeah, you know. I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out what I want to do for Dale Center this week. I'm really not sure, to be honest. Uh, I would like to do some IndyCar and then have a Netflix club betting guest. The problem is it's been like it's been so difficult for me to find someone who will come on my show and talk Formula One. And I think because their community really, really dislikes me. I want to hook you up with I, I really want to get you hooked up with J-Bone. Uh, from the Formula Bone podcast, he's got like the number one Formula One podcast right now. I think. Like, well, does he do betting? I, I'm do not betting? really sure. I, I need to talk to him, but I, I met him through uh, Ross Bolin, which is one of my buddies that is in media as well. And J Bone just got his uh, 100k plaque from YouTube, so he's really been growing and uh, doing a lot in the industry for F1. He fucking sits in a car bed. And does a podcast, and so he uh, he follows us and keeps up with us closely. And I, I talked to him last year, and I'm like, I was gonna have him on bringing Winston back when I was doing that show, and uh, I definitely will probably find a way to get him on the report 
at some point, but I, I, I've talked to him about it. I'm like, dude, you got to be into betting. Like, you got you to gotta have some knowledge of it, you know. So I'm going to follow up with him, and I'm going to see because I, I think that that would be the perfect person to get on Dale Center. Maybe, you know, maybe it turns into something where, you know, it's a weekly or biweekly something where J-Bone comes on and talks some F1, and I think that that would be cool. So if you guys are into F1, you know, I know we joke about it all the time, but, it, you know, it is it is racing at the end of the day. If you're – if you're into that, check out Formula Bone Podcast. Just want to give a shout out to him. He, he works really fucking hard. Cool. Yeah, I um would like to get some more betting guys, uh, some new betting guys on, on the program and talking, but still undecided what I want to do in Dale Center. We have a really cool garage talk uh, coming up, too. I don't want to say the guests will just surprise you because by the time you listen to this, well, depends on when you listen. I don't know. We're dropping this. We're gonna drop it Thursday, right? Thursday morning. This this comes out like this. This is out now. Whoever's listening to this is hearing it right now. But no, no, no. The, the the our garage talk. Garage talk. Garage talk. Either Thursday or Friday. I haven't made up my mind yet. I think we might. I think I think we might let this marinate. Or if you've gotten this far into the podcast and you're like, no, we want the garage talk on Thursday. This is what you need to do. You need to make a tweet. Because Twitter is where my brain is at most of the time. You need to make a tweet. Tag Garage Guy Chase. Tag Dale Tanhart. We want Garage Talk on Thursday. That's all you got to say. If you want it on Thursday, it depends on how many people tweet us. So I just want to see a tweet. We want Garage Talk on Thursday. At Garage Guy Chase, at Dale Tanhart. However you want to write that out, it just has to say we want Garage Talk on Thursday. If you want it on Thursday, if I get enough people... I, what's a good number let's say uh say what we get at least i don't know 25 50 tweets yeah i guess between 25 and 50 people uh, i think that's a good number i think it's a yeah, good number that's fair i feel like that's that's very fair based off of what we the data that we have for the show i feel like that's beyond fair so yeah 25 to 50 people we want Garage Talk on Thursday at Garage Guy Chase at Dale Tanhart. That's how we'll determine if we drop it Thursday. If not, it will come out on Friday. But it's going to be a great guest. It's another, uh, it's a, it's another legend of the game. So excited to uh, to have a legend of the game, and we'll let you uh, figure that out however you want. There's a lot of lot of different legends of games out there. So yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to chat with this guy. Yeah. Um, okay, well, I guess the biggest takeaway from this pod is. Martin Truex, house arrest. Yeah, dude, he's on house arrest, bro. Like, just going back to that, that's a, that's a big accomplishment that we've done. Uh, the entire community that's been really just fighting for Martin to get out of Shawshank Prison with uh, Warden Dale. Uh, it's a big day for everyone, so you should be celebrating. Uh, send some tweets out about that as well. Celebrate Martin Truex Jr.'s house arrest. Congratulate him. Well, this is This is what you should do. Just write congratulations on being promoted to house arrest and tag Martin Trex Jr. He'll have no fucking idea what that means. Probably, maybe he will. Maybe Ryan's told him about it. But I wonder. Yeah, I wonder if Ryan has. I doubt it. But I I'm, mean, Ryan. You know, we're we're buddies with Ryan, obviously. So he sees it, and you know, I think I think Ryan's going to celebrate it. You know, um, but he better. I want a video. I want Ryan. I'm gonna text Ryan. <laughs> Just make a video. Normal reaction, yeah. Just like got that sad music on, like doodly 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 doodly. it's like we've waited for so long. Doodly doodly I'm kind of sad that it's 
<laughs> I'm kind of sad that I'm going to do it, to be honest. But I'll be honest. I'll be honest again. If it wasn't for that $86,000 parlay, don't know if I could do it. But that is just huge. I was thinking because that guy, Colin, uh, Colin Casey, he. Well, I tweeted something out. Oh, I tweeted the picture of Truex. I yeah. tweeted the prison. I was like, is it the road? Does the road, do, yeah. does the road to redemption continue? And he replied and was like, I hope so. Like, I got that Truex slip. And I was like, I got the top 10. What, do you, what did you get? And he sent that parlay. Like, I don't know if it was the morning of the race or if it was Saturday before the race. But he sent that parlay of Almarola. He cashed Almarola and needed the Truex. And I was thinking about that parlay the entire race. Um, I was like, dude, if this happens, this is fucking unbelievable. One of the best NASCAR betting slips of all time. It, I, I would put it second behind what Rotodoc and Fantasy, yeah, and, and uh, Jordan McAbee gave to the people with those top 10 parlays um, where that big, one guy became a millionaire. That was a big dog one, but yeah, like that was the thing is like it got, this one got national publicity as well. So it's like, that's, that's what we need garage fam. You know, like we, we can only do so much, you know, it's up to you guys out there. You crazy wild people, you know, you, you gotta be, you're working at it too. All we need is just, constant you know five to six figure uh you know betting slips with nascar related they'll tweet about it they'll they'll post about it they'll make it happen but yeah shout out to him whether it's colin casey or casey cullen i i feel like it's probably casey cullen but it might be yeah i was just reading his handle yeah i dm'd him and uh asked him if he wanted to uh to hop on the show with us and and unfortunately the, the schedule got a little crazy but um uh, if you're listening Casey, uh, we'll, we'll definitely look to, to get you involved in, in something at some point because I wanted him to come on and talk about it because at first I thought that he was a Dale-centered community viewer. I thought that he was somebody that was just like watching. So I didn't get to catch a show this week. So I thought that you gave that parlay out. And I was like, holy fuck, dude. Yeah, obviously I wish. Dude, actually, dude. actually, no, I don't because I would have felt really bad if I gave that out and didn't actually bet it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Caesars has been Why? kind of annoying with me recently, so I probably would have been discouraged and be like, "I'm not putting a parlay on there," and then that would have happened. So, yeah. But at yeah. first, that's what I thought, and then I realized that he had his own deal, and I was like, "Well, that's still fucking badass." I mean, like that's a huge fucking day. And, so and he's held that. And I may have noticed said that earlier in the show. He's kind of known for the a lot of those big hits that their Discord does a good job. Uh, of uh having like lucrative betting slips so yeah. yeah definitely deserves a shout out but it's been a pod man i um i'm just ready to take some time off chill out still gonna be posting some stupid videos on tiktok and instagram For sure. um might do an iRacing stream or two hey. gotta see where they're at this week but yeah i'm excited for the reflection true x on house arrest no more qualifying bets Big celebration, big day. This has been the Garage Guys NASCAR podcast. Thanks for listening. Make sure that you follow us everywhere. You're subscribed on YouTube. You're keeping up with the content. Keep doing uh, what you do, and, and we're going to keep doing what we love to do because you love it. Thanks for listening. Have you checked out DailyDownForce.com yet? If you haven't, I want you to go right now to DailyDownForce.com and get yourself some official Garage Guys merch. If you consider yourself a true loyal Garage Fam member, then you're going to need to show it off to the world. You can buy yourself a Garage Guys rope hat, a Garage Guys trucker hat, 
an official Garage Guys t-shirt. And if you remember NASCAT from Auto Club, you can show how much you care by supporting NASCAR's Harambe, NASCAT. You can find betting articles each week from Dale Tanhart and NASCAR Titan Greg Mathern. It's got everything you need. DailyDownforce.com. Now back to the podcast.